G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, April 9. I'm John Barker, joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, <coughs> it's another week uh, of the Sydney Carnival, week two of the championships and uh, once again, we're all talking about uh, just how wet it's going to be. Uh, fairly torrential in Sydney again this week. Indeed, yeah. I think... Uh... On Wednesday, they copped an absolute stack of rain and, and more predicted. So, look, you wouldn't want to say it, but uh, if they if they cop any, you know, if they cop what they did on Wednesday, if they cop that much again, you would have to think the meeting would be in some doubt. Um, I mean, if it goes ahead, you'd have to think it's not going to be any better than a heavy 10. And if it's in doubt, well, I guess we could be pushing the whole carnival back a week, which, of course, we've done in, in the past 12 months. We've seen that before. So hopefully we go ahead. They were sort of, a bit worried last Friday um, that the meeting would go ahead, but we pressed on and, and ended up racing on a, you know, on sort of better than a heavy 10. So hopefully we can dodge some of the rain and we can get the meeting off and away because it is a cracking meeting. Some of those races on Saturday, like everyone's talking about the Queen Elizabeth and that is certainly the highlight, but uh, three or four of the other races, are very, very exciting. There's a stack of chances, some big fields and uh, yeah, it might not be an easy day on the punt, but it'll be a great day's viewing. Well, speaking of the Queen Elizabeth, Dan, uh, last week we saw both Hitotsu and Nature Strip's uh, connections put their hands up for some fairly prestigious races in the Northern Hemisphere later in the year and uh, Very Elegant could be uh, going the same way indeed to the Arc de Triomphe if she runs well enough on Saturday. And I guess a heavy track is something that's... uh, Good to get some practice on if you're going to run in the arc because it's usually pretty wet over there in October. Absolutely. And, look, wouldn't it be great if um, – well, she's probably already put her hand up for a race like that anyway, but if she was to win on Saturday and Connections decided to, um, you know, that, that was a the path they're going to take, it'd be great to see uh, some Australian representation in a, in a race like that. And, look, we know that the wet track won't phase her. She's an elite wet tracker, of course. Just so to show how versatile she is, winning a Melbourne Cup on a on a firm surface. But look, that that as Joel said, there's the uh, Queen Elizabeth, obviously the highlight and one of the highlights of the year. But there are some just great races around it, and um, you know you don't want to be running on anything worse than a heavy ten or eleven. Sydney's cop so much rain; it's you know the meeting have to be in doubt, I'd imagine. But um, just whenever they whenever they do run this, uh, yeah, I thought last week was good and the storylines it produced. I think this week, because um, this weekend's even top that. All righty. Well, without further ado, let's take you right through the 10-race Ramwick card. Nine black-type races, of course, four group ones. And uh, the one that's not black-type is also always very interesting, the Provincial <coughs> Midway Championship Final. Uh, race one at Royal Ramwick, we hope, on Saturdays at 11.40am local. It is the Grain Shaker Vodka. Fernhill Mile, 1,600-metre listed quality for two-year-olds. Joel? I'll stick with number six, Matcha Latte. Uh, I liked him in the Bayou. He was very heavily back there. He got into equal favourite at one point, a couple of minutes before jump time. He ran pretty well for third. Uh, no match for Williamsburg or, Williamsburg or Moco there, but he was 1,100 to 1,400. He gets a bit of a weight swing on those two, and he'll be better for that run. So we'll go six to beat one, Williamsburg, and two, Moco. There wasn't much between them course that race was run in atrocious conditions and i've thrown the first starter tough ask on debut number seven mondafuchia but uh, did hit the line quite well in a trial and david payne can do this uh, can start him off over a bit of a trip uh, well, can i just stop you there because uh Monfiducia is out out well uh chuck in number <laughs> five coat then clearly i'm not paying attention to the scratchings but uh, six from one two and five I'm with Moko on top, the two. Um, thought she was a good chance in that race last week. And the query was the, uh, the last start. The query being the, the very heavy track. But, um, yeah, and Joel said in, in horrible conditions, she seemed to get through the ground pretty well. Um, perhaps just better than the others in the field. But it was a, a pleasing effort because it was her first time on a wet track. Um, I'll stick with her. In for second, I got the six, Matchalate. Um Pretty good second up there. It was 1,100 to 1,400 metres, I think. will Only improve rising to the mile. One, Williamsburg. Um, so with the three from that, that that group three. In for fourth, the three, Russian Roni. Quite like the win last start, a provincial level, provincial maiden. 
but uh, truck through the heavy eight and um, has to be considered a chance in this off that. Three for me. <clears throat> Race two at Royal Randwick on Saturday. Bisley Workwear South Pacific Classic. 1,400 metre listed quality for three-year-olds. John? Yeah, I've just refreshed the scratchings too and I see uh, my top pick for the Oaks is out. So we'll get to that race a bit later, but uh, just been scratched about 10 minutes ago. Uh, race two at Randwick. I am with the Victorian here, number 11, Green Belt. Uh, two from two. Liked what he did in that first prep. Uh, didn't beat a lot of Cranbourne on debut, but was never going to lose. And then went to Sandown. They went very quick early. And it was certainly a race where uh, he was left vulnerable, having worked to sit outside the lead. But he dug in and, and won very well. Uh, two nice jump outs recently at Cranbourne. I think he can measure right up to this. Number nine, Lock Eagle, the one to beat. Two for two this prep. And quite comfortably beat straight Aaron at Warwick Farm last start. Of course, that horse coming out. And... Uh, four pin for me. Last 100 metres or so wasn't bad in the Derby Monroe. Step up in distance is a plus, and he drops down in weight. And one Zathus, who's had a bit of a freshen since his first go at 1,400 in the CS Hayes. Uh, recent trial was quite good, and he'd probably be better for that 1,400 run under the belt. 11 green belt for me from 9, 4, and 1. I've got the 9 on top, Lock Eagle. Uh, the way it won last start was impressive. He's trucked up to him, and... Did it with a, a touch of class. And the runner up there straight, Aaron, as Joel said, has come out to Frank the form. They thrashed uh, third. But, look, I think Lock Eagle can <clears throat> get the job done here. 54 kilos, down two and a half. Um, we're diving at that sort of price, 240. It's a bigger field and, a, and an open field. But um, deserves to be favourites. And he's a top pick for me. I think the 12, Villana, can run a good race. The Hallowed Crown Colt. Um, excellent win first up on the heavy eight. Um, from back there and circled, and it was it was a strong looking win. I think he, he can go right on with it. Four bend the knee. Um, you see, performed well in the spring in some uh, good races. The first up run the Derby Munro was okay, but back up to fourteen hundred meters will suit him. And in for fourth, the eight Minsk moment. We on a bit of a, a last chance with me. He's clearly talented. His trials um, leading in were excellent, I thought, but yet to really show much this time in. Perhaps maybe just. Um, not a wet tracker, but look, I'm going to throw him in for fourth because if he can sort of, uh, run up to what I think he's capable of, he's um, over the odds in this. Nine, 12, four and eight. Race three at Royal Randwick on Saturday is the Polytrack Provincial Midway Championships final. 1,400 metres at uh, set weights. Special conditions, obviously, <coughs> with the... Uh, uh, qualification for this race, and it is worth half a million bucks, Joel. I've got my number four, Kiss Sum. Hopefully he can uh, repeat his deeds of his four pillars win back in the spring. Uh, he tackled that race fourth up, and it was a, a clear career best. He's had the three runs this time in. They tried him out against the good three-year-olds early in the prep. He was unplaced in the Eskimo Prince and the Hobartville, and then took on the qualifier at Newcastle back on March five. Drew the wrong spot. They're all getting away from the fence. I thought he was very good. Kept coming right to the line there behind Geo, who uh, was a late withdrawal from this race just before acceptances. Uh, he'll be better for that. The recent trial was good without his blinkers, and yeah, I reckon he'll be hard to beat. He obviously didn't have the Chris Lee's runners to contend with in the four pillars. He's got seven of them to contend with here. I thought number three, Kinlock, was a chance. He resumed a gelding at Gosford. Didn't miss the start. Still settled back, but wasn't giving away an unnecessary head start, which he was all of last prep, and he was able to round, it, uh, round up great news right on the wire there. It was certainly a, a strong performance. Uh, one Rustic Steels followed the same prep as last year's winner for Hugh Bowman and Chris Lees. A strong win in the qualifier and then had a nice hit out in benchmark grade there at Newcastle a couple of weeks ago. And great news, as mentioned before, was just uh, touched off on the line at Gosford by Kinlock. She'll be fitter for that and her black type form from last prep certainly has her right in the mix. Four on top for me from three, one and nine. With one of the Lee's runners here, I thought the 12 uh, Grand Rumor at a double figure, a double figure odds was, was overs. Um, the first up run in the, the championship, Prince championship qualifier at Newcastle was excellent. She um, <clears throat> was in the second half of the field on the turn, but picked up nicely. Uh, she was strong through the line into seconds. Um, the winner sort of had the, 
the nice run in transit, but she was excellent uh, picking up late on track. For this second up, uh, trucks through the heavy just fine and 54 kilos from a good draw. I think ticks a lot of boxes. The 12, I think it was the each way play of the day. <laughs> Stable mate, three Kinlock, um, excellent win. First up, the win of a good horse, the, the widest draw, obviously be getting a long way back, but generally does in his races anyway. And was a second up winner. Two, never talk. Bit of a fitness edge on those two with the three runs under a belt this prep and then the win last start um, in the championship qualifier. <clears throat> Did it pretty easily as well on the wet track over 1,400 metres. And in for fourth, I got the 15, Sally Pops. Uh, been following a little bit this preparation and um, she ran well in a midway two back at a big price. <clears throat> Excellent win last start on the heavy track. She had two wins on a heavy track now. She'll lead. Barrier five, and she, um, I think, will be in this for a long way. So, definitely one throwing into uh, exotics. But 12, 3, 2, 15 are my numbers. Race four at Randwick on Saturday. Furphy, Percy Sykes Stakes, 1,200 metres. Group two set weights and penalties for two year old fillies. And it's worth a million bucks, John. Yeah, I've uh, found some value here. I've gone with number 12, Swift Sweet. I was with her in the Magic Night and happy to stick with her here. They, Really rode her out of the gates quite vigorously to put her on speed. She was uh, not able to slot in there. They were all sort of getting away from the fence, but she was caught wide. I thought she battled on quite well behind She's Extreme. Recent trial was good, and I think if they ride her quiet, she'll be finishing very strongly here. Uh, in for second, number 10, Kin. I'll also be having something on her. I liked her jump outs before the debut. She probably should have won. She was just held up for too long and then came back in distance. That was probably against her, but ran quite well despite being a beaten favourite. She resumes here off a nice trial. Nine Pantanario has form around all the good fillies. Third to Cool and Gatter, a third behind Fireburn and Revolutionary Miss, and then third in the Group Three Widden. So all three runs good in good form races, and she's been trialing well. And hard to leave out number three Paris Dior. She's done nothing wrong in her career to date, and I can see why she is favourite. Twelve on top from ten, nine, and three. The eight magic carpet. Philly's still a maiden, but um, hard to drop her. Hard to drop off her after a run in the magic night stake. She beat all bar. She's extreme, uh, of course. A um, group one place getter, and but was still a maiden. A form on wet tracks been excellent. A Canterbury run two back was outstanding from a long way back, um, and then as I said last start in the magic night, a bit closer to the speed. Had a good run, and look, she was brave in defeat there behind a smart winner. Um, I'm going to stick with her, the eight. There's no reason to drop off. Three, Paris Dior, very promising filly resuming. Um, her first her initial campaign was uh, full of merit and a good run in a rich race before the spell. Uh, first goal on this sort of surface is the, the slight query, but she's got plenty of class. Four, Ojai and 14, Willinga Beast, who I thought won impressively on Dubu. Um I think they can certainly figure as well. But eight, three, then four and 14 for me. Race five is a good one. It's the Arrowfield three-year-old sprint, 1,200-metre group two, set weights for three-year-olds and also worth a million bucks. Joel. Yeah, this is a, a very intriguing race. Um, you know, I think probably sort of 10, 14 days ago, you're thinking – Mizzou um, as a standout, but uh, in the Congos here off his Galaxy third. And and now we've got Pulele backing up off his fantastic effort in the TJ last week. So three very smart horses and um, they're all going to attract plenty of support. I can't jump off Mizzou. I've been with him right through this prep and it was a painless win in the Derby Munro last time out. The map's not as good for him here. He's got that outside gate and just going to need a bit of luck slotting in because he's had pretty good draws all through this prep. But uh, unbeaten as a gelding, doing everything right, and he'll handle the ground no problem. So happy to stick with him. Uh, just uh, to split up the, the three good ones, number 11, I Am Lethal. Got a lot of time for this colt. Strong win on the Kenzo track, two back when taking off early, and then just no luck at all in the Magic Millions guineas. Missed a run at the top of the straight when being ridden for luck, having drawn a, a wide gate. Uh, this could be a bit short for him, but drawn well, he'll do no work, get smothered up, and if they overdo it, he'll be finishing over the top of them. Uh, two Pulele in for third, and one in the Congo for four. Six eleven two one. 
Yeah, great race. Plenty of depth behind the favourite, Marzu, who look, deserves to be favourite. He's fit, he's firing, he's just rocker. He's in <clears throat> red hot form at the moment and, and getting a job done on this on these wet tracks. He goes on top for me. Uh, the, the six, I've got the one in next in the Congo. Yeah. Thought very good in the Galaxy, um, leading him up there. And um, it was a brave sort of run to stick on there for third, I thought. Back to the old, 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 uh, old age group here. Two Pulele, classy Colts. No match for the, the Quinella and the TJ, but he worked to the line nicely. Um, <clears throat> and he too, back to his uh, back to the three-year-old age group. And in for fourth, the 10 Mautai. Impressive trial winner before the last start eighth at Newcastle. Um, just sort of tied there, but I think he's a pretty talented Colt. He, there is pl- plenty of speed on the race, no doubt, but he should be able to lead from barrier four and... Um, I think he's quite good enough to give a sight in this one, um, I think, maybe over the odds. But six Marzu on top of one, two, and ten. Race six at Renwick is the first of the group ones. It is the Star Australian Oaks, uh, 2,400 metres, set weights for three-year-old fillies worth a million dollars. Joel? Yeah, as touched on earlier, um, a recent scratching here is number 11, Hardly Sweet, and she was my on-top selection. So that leaves me with the Kiwi filly, number five, Lavilli. Just hoping that uh, some new blood can uh, overhaul these fillies who, I'm not sure there's been a standout amongst the, the lead-up races. And she's a lightly raced Kiwi. This girl uh, was with John Wheeler over in New Zealand, an Australian bloodstock sourced her out, purchased her, and her fourth run in a race was at Ellerslie in a Group 3 race. She savaged the line there, very fast last 600, and then went to the Oaks at her fifth start. She was in behind them, never really got a, a lot of room. I uh, think she, you know, she could have finished a tad closer, just hoping that there's a lot of improvement in there. I don't think she should be $26 anyway. D Oliver to ride for Chris Lee, so I'll be having something each way on her. Uh, number nine, Pink Ivory in for second. I don't think the drop in distance was at all suitable for her in the Vinery. Of course, it was moved to Newcastle and dropped back to the 1850. Her previous win over the 1880 was excellent. She was hitting the line there in the Vinery. I thought it was a very good performance. Uh, Four Honey Creeper certainly burst into calculations with her dominant win in the Adrian Knox last week. I think uh, she will be very hard to beat. And for a new fourth pick, we will chuck in number three, Biscayne Bay. Kieran Ma, David Eustace employing similar tactics to Hotatsu, just giving this filly one run over the mile in the CUNY. Uh, she was eighth of 10 there, but it was a blanket finish and she didn't have much room. It was certainly a solid enough performance. She was very heavily backed in the Victorian Oaks in the spring and she ran a very good third. So watch the market, but uh, yeah, I'd certainly be keeping her quite safe. Five on top for me from nine, four and three. With the finery stud form and I'm with Gypsy Goddess on top, uh, look, I thought her run there was very, very good from a long way back in the field. And in a race that was sort of um, <clears throat> dominated by those close to the speed, I thought she was doing what David Van Dyke would have liked to be doing at the end of 1850, up to the 2,400 metres uh, now, the grand final, and I think she'll uh, absolutely relish the rise and trip. She was a big run in that race. Just as good, I thought, was was Pink Ivory running on into fifth. Um, both horses are going to be well suited up to 2,400 metres. Pink Ivory was a very strong winner over 1882 back and then had to stay at that trip for that amended distance at the um, to the Newcastle meets, 2000 back to 1850. But look, he, she was winding up late and it was a good bit of work. James McDonald goes on. Honey Creeper in next for third. Always had a bit of time for this filly. I must say I didn't Back her last weekend um, on the back of a bit of a labouring one, the labouring run in the Tassie Oaks two back, but getting onto a, a wet track seemed to uh, do the job, and she she was an excellent winner. I think bounce off that the quick backup, and she's right in the game. And eight Jin Martini in for fourth it was over the odds. I've always had a bit of time for this filly. She's run some slashing races over shorter trips. Um, very good in the Kembla Grange Classic two back. Um, the plan was for her to tackle the VRC Oaks last prep, but had a bit of an injury. They've always wanted to sort of stretch her out of the, over this sort of Oaks distance, these longer trips, and gets her chance now. Probably not in the best part of the track last start and just sort of tired late, but 
Uh, I think Rising and Trip, she'll, she'll give a sight. She'll be over the odds. Two, nine, four and eight for me. First leg of the quaddy and second of the Group 1s at Randwick on Saturday is race seven. Schweppes, Sydney Cup, Group 1 handicap. And it is worth two million bucks. Interesting handicap with uh, the chosen one on 56. Everything else on 51 and a half. And uh, certainly most of the recent winners of this race have had 52 or less. But uh, if you're banking on that, Joel, you're really only eliminating the chosen one. Yeah, it's an interesting scenario this year. As you said, he's all, all up top there by himself. Um, he's a good stayer. I think he's better on dry track. So I've left him out, but he can certainly run well. I've gone with number four, Stockman. Uh, I thought he was very good in the Tancred on a drying track, sort of unsuited in that race. You know, I was I had him on top. I was quite confident on the Saturday on heavy eight or nine where he's about $10. He blew out the gate to $20 and was obviously no match for Jewis there on the Monday, but ran very well. Now he gets the big weight drop and he will get the heavy conditions to suit. So I'm with Stockman, who, who is favourite. Uh, very hard race to um, to sort of come up with the top four. There's plenty of chances, but I've got eight no compromising for second. They rode him a bit closer last time out, out to the 2,400, and it was a tough win. He was able to hold on from Shawfire, who I've got in for third. Blinkers on, third run in Australia. Both his runs have been very good. And in for fourth, number nine, Luncey's. If you ignore the Rose Hill miss, all his form this prep has been very good, and he's just been trekking along beautifully for this. Four on top from eight, 11, and nine. With Joel, with the top pick, and with Stockman as well. Um, these wet conditions will suit him. Back to 51 kilos after... Very good run in the tanker at a weight for age. Um, he's tick a lot of boxes, doesn't he? And he was on top for me. Thought it, yeah, thought it was quite tough as well to sort of find some numbers behind him. No compromise. I'd been with quite a bit this preparation, and the the more positive ride proved key. Um, and up to twenty four hundred meters as well. Last start, so he's certainly in there. Chalkstream, a stable mate. Third up, I think over this trip will certainly. Um, see the best of him with just 50 kilos. And Crystal Pegasus, I've got my, as my second pick. I think he's one of the, make a case, one of the more improved horses this year. Um, he's always been quite a talent, but he's really taken it to a new level, this this um, preparation, stretching out to these staying trips. 2,600-metre win, two back was was out, was outstanding. And then excellent in the Mornington Cup. Um, wet track form, Okay. Back to 51 kilos. I think he's certainly a big chance in this. Um, Jamie Carr on the lightweight. <clears throat> Four on top of five, eight, and 13. Race eight at Randwick on Saturday is the big one. It is the second leg of the quaddy. It is the Longines Queen Elizabeth Stakes. 2,000 metre standard weight for age. Group one worth four million bucks. Joel? Yeah, it is a cracking race. Um Going to be a very intriguing watch. I have gone for number eight, Montefilia. Just think it might be her turn to really elevate herself to the next level here. She's already a four-time Group 1 winner. I thought it was, winning the Randvet was quite dominant. Very elegant will improve. Uh, these, uh, a bit like Nature Strip, I guess, the, the Waller horses, they just uh, really do peak come grand final day. I thought the way Montefilia won there, she had enough in the tank. It was a clear win by two lengths, and she was only second up. So I think she can only improve. She'll get through the conditions well, and that barrier just gives Hugh Bowman all the um, all the options in the world, really. If they're sort of not going too hard, she can be quite handy, and she, uh, she should get a nice soft run. So at $9, happy to play her each way. From six, very elegant. Seven, Jouet. They've uh, gone this way instead of the Sydney Cup, where she would have been a pretty warm favourite where she looked a bit of a weight certainty. But look, her last two wins have been outstanding. She'll sit out the back, come with one run, and she can win without surprising. And I've thrown the three-year-old Animo in for fourth, coming off his dominant Rose Hill Guineas win. I guess the big gun to miss out for me is Zaki. And I just, you know, on the heavy nine, heavy 10, uh, he's probably the one that's not as well suited or as, as well performed as the others. Eight on top from six, seven, and nine. I'm with the six, very elegant, the champion mare. <clears throat> um, look, I th thought she was going to run down Montefilia. I think it meant many did, but that horse was just too tough. And 
held her at bay, but I think now to 2,400 metres, she's obviously, this is her grand final. Um, we get the master trainer setting him for their, for their grand finals. I think she'll be really hard to beat. These conditions suit her. Very versatile mare, as I t- touched on before, but um, it all falls into place for her here. And she's the one they got to beat, the six, very elegant. Duas, um, just, just really come of age, this preparation. We always knew she was a pretty handy filly, obviously Oaks winning filly at three. But um, just the way she's turned the corner, this preparation has been outstanding. The Australian Cup win was was dominant, and then she did it again on the wet track in the Tancred. Um, she's clearly the one to beat, one of the ones to beat. Nine, Animo. Um, 2,400 metres on a testing track. I think it's a slight query for me, but um, the way she, the way he did it last start in the, in the Rose Hill Guineas um, on that heavy surface, he's going to be uh, a main player in this. And I've got Zaki in for fourth or two. Um, but I think six, seven, nine are the main three and then two in for fourth. They're my numbers. All righty, race nine at Randwick on Saturday. Third leg of the quaddy, Sydney's Queen of the Turf. Stakes, 1,600 metres for fillies and mares at weight for age. A group one worth $1 million. Yeah, I'm with three ice bath. Uh, hopefully she can crack it for a well overdue group one win. She always does perform at her best fourth and fifth up into a preparation. She just gets better and better. She was excellent in the Doncaster last week. And more importantly, her seven-day backup runs have all been good. She's had a, a few... Backups in her life, the, her efforts have included a second in the Doncaster, a second in the Cantala, and second in a Golden Eagle. So the week backup's fine. The heavy track is is very good for her, and I think she's yeah well overdue for a Group One win. I think she gets her chance to knock one up on Saturday. A one Colette looks her main danger. She comes through the weight for age races, tackling the boys. Two of her three runs, she's finished second. They've been excellent performances. So she gets conditions to suit here. Uh, the unbeaten mare, Yonsei, six from six. She's been impressing down in Melbourne. Back from 2000, I like that setup. This is her first go at stakes level, so she certainly needs to step up a bit, but I think she can. And look, God, you can sort of make claims for all these three-year-olds. Um, I'm a big fan of Fangirl. I've left her out. I just don't know where she's going to get to from that draw from the very wide gate. So I've thrown Barb Raider in as the pick of the three-year-olds in for four. Uh, she can put herself close to the speed. She's very consistent. No real idea on the heavy. She's handled the soft okay. But I just think she can find a good spot up near the speed and, and run quite well. But I'm keen on Ice Bar. Three from one, 14 and 17. Going head to head because I'm pretty keen on Colette, the one. Um, back from weight for age level to mare's grade now. And <clears throat> I think what she's done this preparation, she's clearly going very well. Second behind the red-hot Forbidden Love last start in the George Ryder. Um, good behind Think It Over first up. <clears throat> now back to her own sex um, and conditions to suit. I think she is going to be incredibly hard to beat. Uh, fourth up. We won fourth up at this this stage of the preparation. Last time in winning the Empire Rose stakes, a group one at Flemington. So <clears throat> I think Colette ticks a lot of boxes for me. She's the best of the day. Seven promise of success. It was good to see her win last start, the Emancipation. It, She'd been bursting the win one this prep. Um, it was a good driving finish there, and I think she can go on with it. 15 fangirl, um, last start group one winner. Had the right run, but look, she's a very talented filly, um, and she's going to be going well this preparation. In for fourth, I have the three. Ice bath, pretty keen on Colette, though. 1 7 15 3. And wrapping up a huge day at Randwick, if we get that far, is race 10. TAB Sapphire Stakes, 1,200-metre Group 2, set weights and penalties for the Phillies and Mares, Joel. It doesn't get much easier. I'm with five, Wanderbar. She can be a bit hit and miss, but she's got a good overall record, 16 top two finishes from 32 starts. It looked her race at Newcastle in the new market there. She got the wet track second up, and she was a strong winner. They went to 1,500 in the Coolmore. She was a little bit disappointing there. Finished midfield. Wasn't terrible. But I think back to these shorter trips on testing ground is just a good scenario for her. She should get a nice run here. So 8 or $9 each way. I'm in her corner from two, Bella Nipotina. Didn't have a lot of luck in the straight in the Galaxy. That was after being slow away. She's nicely placed under the set weights and penalties conditions twice. 
Group one placed at Wait for Age in the spring. Reads well. Four Bellucci Babe finished ahead of her in the Galaxy and then was very good taking on the big guns last week in the TJ. So on the quick backup, she has to be a hope. And best roughie for mine is 13, Nikki's Flynn. She's not a bad mare. She's probably just a rung below these over 1,200. Uh, but she had no luck at all in the birthday card last start. She probably would have finished in the placings behind M8 and just never got out. So at crazy odds, uh, she can be included in your exotics. Five on top from 2, 4 and 13. Bellucci Babe on top for me in career best form. Uh, it's tackled a couple of Group 1 sprints and held her own, running on into fourth in both of those. She sat closer and uh, in Mare's grade, three back when the Winona girl, the Group 3 there on a heavy nine. Um, did it quite easy there. I think that sort of run would be good for this. And um, Goes on top the four. In for second, I've got the eight Emanates. A very classy Mare. Um, Stakes win last start and I think just off that, certainly has to be given a big chance in this. It was, a, it was an arrogant win. I think she's still on the way up, this uh, long row mare. One, four moves ahead. I think over the odds, there were better effort in the surround stakes last start. Um, she's had a couple of tough barriers to contend with all throughout her career, not just as prep. Um, but I think back in grade, with a, with a trial since, um, I think she can, she can show her best. She's in this and in for fourth. I have the 14 more secrets over the odds. Um, not sure what she beat first up at Sandown Hillside, but I've always been a pretty a big fan of this mare. A um, couple of good wins early on. She was held her own in a Group Three at Caulfield last preparation during the spring, um, just like the return here this time in. And thought it was just over the odds, fifty nine and a half back to fifty four kilos from a good with a good draw. Um, yeah, chuck it in the quaddies for sure. Four eight one fourteen. That takes care of day two of the championships at Randwick. And just summing up uh, the boys' specials, they are going head-to-head with their best in the Queen of the Turf. Joel, race nine, number three, Ice Bath. Daniel, race nine, number one, Colette. Joel's value bet, race eight, number eight, Montefilia in the Queen Elizabeth. And Daniel's value, race three, number 12, Grand Rumore. Uh, there is a black type race at Caulfield on Saturday. It is race four. Um, we're not going to need to worry too much about track conditions, uh, as is usually the case. Melbourne through autumn, gorgeous weather and a good four it will be. What we do need to worry about with the reduced choice stakes, of course, is uh, this is a race that always uh, does attract its share of First starters, uh, just trying to pick up a little bit of black type on debut, and that's certainly the case this time with uh, seven of the 11 runners being uh, first starters. Joel, are you with the race brigade or have you spotted something special among the unraced? Yes, I hope I've spotted something special among the unraced, and I am with the Shane Nichols trained Sun Tzu. Uh, well bred by Zoo Star out of a silver slipper. Place getter. He won a trial at Sandown, uh, I think it was late last year. Uh, very good style, and then won another jump out at Mornington. More recently, he went to Belnaring uh, a couple of weeks ago and jumped out against older horses, which I always like for two year olds. If they can perform well against older horses, they usually run well in two year old company. It was a fast jump out. Uh, there was Karma Lass. Groundswell, Glenn Fittick. So there were some pretty good performers. I think he finished about fourth or fifth. It wasn't beaten far. And just, I think that, that'll do him the word of good because he's been able to sort of lead in a couple of his jump outs. And quite often those horses that lead in those jump outs don't often get it done on race day. But uh, I think he'll be a bit different with that good effort under the belt a couple of weeks ago. Already been back to an early market. So I'm pretty confident with uh, number five, Sun Zhu. In for second, I've got number six, Think I'm Divine. Well, this one is just not wanted. I think it opened 60s and went to 120s pretty quickly. So I guess I have to have a saver on him. He's uh, <laughs> jump outs at Cranbourne haven't been too bad. He, he's going to improve over further. But, um, yeah, I thought he'd showed enough to warrant a little bit of thought. Seven, Wee Nessie, uh, also in an Adelaide. But uh, good run down the straight on debut as favourite. Should be better for that. And in fourth, number eight, Yowie, who was a pretty good winner at Sandown on debut. Uh, on top for me, number five, though, from six, seven, and eight. I'm with the Yowie on top. 
Sandan Hillside win was excellent. Um, she's since been seen at the Packenham trials, and I like the way she found the line there. Um, it's a pr- pretty promising filly, but um, I'll have a save on the 10 Easterly, one of the first starters. like the way she hit the line in her Cranbourne jump out, the second of two, and restricted room there, but I thought closed off nicely. The third Cannonball is a full brother to Marine One. Um, tested in a couple of strong races during the spring. Um, held his own there. First up at Geelong, the maiden win was um, pretty dominant, led all the way and, and did it pretty comfortably. He looks to be a, a talented horse. And the seven, Wee Nessie, certainly a, a big chance as well. Um, pretty good behind the smart one on debut. Um, since one of Cranbourne jump out, looked to do it quite um, with a bit in the locker there. So uh, not much between those ones, but yeah, I think I'll have eight that will be the main play, but a, a saver on the 10 easterly on top of one and seven. Uh, we Nessie for me on top from Sun Tzu, Cannonball and Eye of the Eagle, seven, five, one and three. My best is very early on the program, race one, number one, Steel Prince. I thought dropping back from uh, group one, wait for age, a useful two kilo claim, and most importantly, stepping up to 2,400 metres, which he's had eight starts for four wins and three placings. Wasn't, it certainly wasn't any uh, run to ride home about in the Australian Cup, but uh, that was second up and uh, should be ready to get back to something like his best here over 2,400 metres. My value bet coming off the, an Albury Guineas win against the males in the three-year-old Phillies race is Starstruck Barbie, race seven, number seven, Joel, your specials we've heard about Sun Tzu was your best. Tell us about your value bet. Here the best value is in the following race. Race five, number three, Yulong Defence. So did a pretty good job at Mornington first up. Got back off an inside gate. Didn't have much hope, but didn't find the line well. He does tend to settle back half. So gate two, again, he's going to require a bit of luck. But a good second at this track and trip uh, back on Boxing Day behind in the boat, giving him weight. That's good form for this. And uh, $7.00 acceptable each way. My best. Um, earlier in the day, I'm pretty keen on a horse by the name of Deep Strike. Tavistock Gelding um, was tested in a couple of good races as a three-year-old in the South Australian Derby and um, a lead-up race in Adelaide at prep and sort of held his own. It's two runs back from a spell. Looked in need of them. A bit of an excuse at Adelaide and at Murray Bridge second up, but the way he won at Sandown Hillside last start was... Um, it was impressive. He quickly put, quickly rounded them up and quickly put the race to bed and raced away under the 61 kilos. Um, promising staying gelding. And um, I think I'm going <clears> to <throat> be pretty keen on him here, fourth up. I think he goes back to back. So he's the best of the day. Race two at number seven, which is deep strike. Um, splendiferous in the third race. Small, it's a small field I thought might be just over the odds in this at double figures. Um, just has been taking on tackling wet tracks in Sydney, first and second up, just hasn't really been able to um, look real comfortable on those two, but on those tracks, but back onto a good surface here. Um, she certainly has the best racing. Third up, I think uh, for a good draw, I think she'll give a bit of a side in the small field. Splendiferous race three, number five. At Morfordville on Saturday, they are once again racing on the main track and there are three black-type races, one for the two-year-olds, two for the classic three-year-olds. The two-year-old race is race five, the time-honoured Decatterville Stakes, 10, 50 metres set weights for two-year-old fillies. Uh, Wee Nessie, who was uh, we've spoken about in the Redoute's Choice Stakes, is also an acceptor here. Dan, how did you see this race? Yeah, it's a pretty even bunch as well. Um, I think we, we Nessie from the good draw here on top. Um, as I said, the first up, the debut run is very good and the recent jump out was good. So she's a big chance wherever she goes. Um, she's on top for me here. I think this is the slightly t- um, the slightly weaker race. Bistro is a good filly. The win last start listed grade was very good. Not sure she beat a whole heap, but um, look, did it easy and, and it was a, a good win to the eye. Third, see you in heaven. Was a little disappointing, I thought, first up. Granted, he didn't sort of, she did sort of miss the start, but um, thought she was entitled to finish off a bit better. Um, look, based on that debut win back at, in the spring, she goes in the numbers here, but we'll need to see a lift. 
And in for fourth, I've got the three H2O, who has been very impressive in, a, in her two wins, but I don't think there's been much behind her in those. The form out of those races haven't been two crash shots since. Um, but look, based on what she's done, she's she's beaten all she's done, what she's had to, and has to be considered a hope in this. Uh, but four, two, one, and three for me. Race seven at Morphville on Saturday is the second leg of the quaddy. It's also the uh, second of the of the black type races. It's a traditional kickoff to the Phillies Adelaide Triple Crown. It is the Auraria Stakes, an 1,800-metre Group 3 set weights and penalties for three-year-old Phillies. Dan? Yeah, my whisper on top. She's a very impressive filly, a Frankel filly, who three starts for three wins as preparation. Um, she's done it in different ways too. She's come off the speed in her first two wins, this first and second up, this preparation, and then sat close to last start and had to fight hard. Um, a bit glint of hope, the pretty talented glint of hope, but she was able to do so um, up to 1,800 metres here. I think she'll handle it, and I think she goes on top for me. I think she'll be hard to beat. Two mac and cheese is the one to is the one to beat based on what he's done so far. Um, sorry, is the main danger rather from, based on what she's done so far. Excellent win rising to 1600 metres last start. She had to overcome a bit of trouble in both first and second up runs. Um, they're the, clearly the main two for mine. Eight always on my mind. I think so. a talented filly as well. Just didn't have much go right in the Alexandria Stakes and Mooney Valley last start. <clears throat> in for fourth, I have the four stray, uh, the Sydney visitor. Three, two, eight, and four. And the males division, pretty much, of that race is uh, the Port Adelaide Guineas, although fillies are allowed to run in this, and five of them are, in fact, taking the uh, opportunity. Uh, also, eight and removes, but just listed level and set weights, no penalties. What did you like here, Dan? Yeah, pretty keen on Sebring Philly Daisies, who... Uh, had on top in the Alexandra Stakes in Mooney Valley and, look, enjoyed the lovely run, but I uh, love the, the turn of foot she showed to win there. I thought it was an impressive win to the eye. A, a horse that, you know, was winning over 2,000 and uh, running well in the Oaks in the spring. She's stepped out over shorter distances this time in and been excellent in both starts. The first up run didn't have much luck, went fourth, the 60 kilos, and then that Group 3 win last start was uh, rated highly. So, I think up to 1,800 metres will only help her. I think she's uh, a better horse than these and will show this show that on Saturday. So 10 on top, two Harley Moven, uh, very soft win last start. Um, no match for Ancient Girl in the Moorfield Guineas two back, but he was a long way off them there and Ancient Girl was able to lead all the way, but he was strong late into second, um, very, going very well this, this prep. 11, Blackcomb, talented filly who took care of them, took care of maiden grade first up. Class going a long way there and in for fourth. I have the four. Reset the Jazz. 10 to 11 4. Alrighty. Uh, and your specials there. We have heard about Daisy's being your best, but uh, your value bet comes up in the last. That's race nine, number four, Star of Manhattan. Yep, thought the run at Ballarat first up from Star of Manhattan was um, was very good. She sat wide and without cover and sort of kept coming there. And <clears throat> winner was too good, but I thought she was a pretty game run in behind her um, off some good jump outs leading in. Has to contend with the wide draw here again, but um, hopefully can gain some cover. And I think she's just a horse on the up for a few of these have sort of reached their ceiling. Um, a second up win at Bendigo. Uh, last preparation was was very good, and just think she is a, a quite a talented mare who um, takes a few that have, um, as I said, have reached their ceiling. So, Sarah Manhattan in the last, thinking about, about get her an each way price too. Race four, uh, race nine, number four. Uh, Joel, any thoughts on Adelaide? I uh, had a bit of a look at the stakes races and couple that I like in each race. I think Wee Nasty will be hard to beat in the Decredible, but also got a bit of time for the first starter, number 10, Kiliako. Uh, first foal from Soft Sand. She was a very talented mare. 
a group winner, group one placed, and this filly is by Morris, who is having a great run. She's jumped out quite well, so I expect her to be competitive on debut. In the Araria, I liked my whisper as well. Uh, she's just been uh, doing everything right this prep. I thought the one that could improve was number four, Stray, on top of the ground. She doesn't like wet tracks. She had no luck in the CUNY, and then, yeah, can forget the run in the Vinery on the wet track. So I wouldn't be surprised to see her improve. And in the Port Adelaide Guineas, I thought Daisy's was the one to beat. Best Ruffy, maybe number nine, Alpine Bow. He's got a good finish on him, this bloke. Um, back in distance last week at Gawler didn't suit. He's run a couple of good races. He is a maiden. I reckon uh, back to the Morfordville course proper and up in distance, he could uh, give you a bit of a sight at a price. Rightio. They are racing at Doombin on Saturday in Brisbane, and it is a big, big meeting, big fields pretty much throughout the day. Dan, you are going to start us off in race two with number nine, Night Mariner, your best. Yeah, horse I've been with, um, I made it my best two starts ago and found one better there. He since had another run, he ran second again. Didn't have much luck there behind slow hands. That horse was sort of able to build momentum around the corner and he sort of was um, hemmed away looking for a run. But when he got out, he, I thought, finished off quite well. I think slow hands a horse that handles the, the wetter track better. It won't be as wet here um, and does meet slow hands two kilos better. So I think it'll be really hard to beat 52 and a half kilos on his back. Um, ready now, fourth up, of course, had a very long layoff um, between preparations, <clears throat> a bit of an injury setback, but looks to be going well. I think finds his race fourth up. Hard to beat. No fancy price, but I think should be, should be getting the job done. Race two, number nine. Uh, the value comes up in the penultimate race with the 11 snitch, who a horse that generally needs to run first up, but I thought it was a, a good effort at Eagle Farm, fresh running on into third. Um, he did improve sharply to win second up last time in over this trip of 1,350 metres. Um, I think it's a nice race from 54 kilos from barrier six. He'll he's drawn to do no work. He'll settle around midfield. And with luck at the right time, I think he'll be able to show off a, a big finish, which he does possess, and will take some holding out. So snitch in the eighth, race eight, number 11. All righty. Any thoughts on Doombin, Joel? Uh, nothing for me there, Bucks. Okay, Ascot, the venue for Perth Racing once again on Saturday. And uh, it is WA Derby Day. The Derby itself is race eight. It is group two, over 2,400 metres. At set weights, and our man in Perth, Greg Hooper, believes this looms as a two-horse race, a match race between Alaskan God and Tricks of the Trade. Hoops is with Alaskan God to uh, go on with an undefeated this prep and uh, impressive in the Mel Vista last start. Uh, to beat Tricks of the Trade, Pale Rider and Henshaw, that's three, one, four, and five. Hoops' is best race four, number six, premium choice, and his value bet race seven, number three, Chuck a luck. Earlier in the day, Joel, across the Tasman, they are racing at Awapuni and Rotorua. Uh, Rotorua and Rickerton on Saturday. Oh, sorry, Rotorua and Rickerton. Yeah, yeah, Alapuni have got a have got a stakes race on Friday. Quite a good card, but uh, Saturday Rotorua they're trying to get our cash early. Best value is race one number six. Billy Bunter is eligible for a maiden and takes on winners here, but he's got talent. He bumped into a pretty good one last time out. Uh, was beaten three and a half lengths. The winner was a first starter. She was a dollar eighty into a dollar forty. And reading today, she's been purchased by Anthony and Sam Friedman. Um, so uh, she is one to keep an eye out for. Uh, Victoria Rock is her name, but hopefully Billy Bunter can frank that form. He thrashed third. Uh, so while he's not well suited under the weight conditions here, I don't think he'll be a maiden for much longer. And the best is race two, number nine, Abeyance. Uh, quite a well-bred filly, this. She debuted back in May last year in a stakes race, finished just behind the placings, obviously had some uh, issues because we haven't seen her for a long time, but she trialled really well recently. Uh, Opie Boson to ride for Murray Baker first up. I think she'll be pretty hard to beat. And down south at Rickerton, uh, the best comes up in the last. Race nine, number three, La Power. Did tip her a couple of weeks ago, stepping up to stakes class, and she was a bit disappointing. I'm just hoping she can bounce back, back to benchmark 74 grade. She's well worth another go. And best value, race two, number 13, Eminon. 
We haven't seen this filly since the Thousand Guineas uh, back in the spring. She went from 1,000 to 1,600. She was uh, 150 to 1, just had no hope. But some of her sprint form has been pretty good. She's mixed her efforts, but I think it's more to do with the placement. She's been sort of up and down in distance. I think kicking off over 1,200 in a race that's not overly strong, uh, she's shown enough over these sprint, uh, sprint trips to suggest she can be quite competitive in a race like this. Alrighty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. Takes us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, uh, two wipeouts in a row now, so we're really needing to hit back. I'm going to go back to my uh, A game, my one wood, and uh, something I like early on the Melbourne program. And you can't get much earlier than race one, number one, Steel Prince. Joel? All right. Well, uh, tempting fate here going with a first starter in a stakes race, but uh, let's have a crack. Race four, number five at Caulfield, Sun Zoo. Early in the day for me as well. Doombin, race two, uh, Night Mariner. All righty. Well, that uh, wraps up the podcast for another week. It leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already with the form for Friday night, Saturday and Sunday and uh, fields and colours and tips and overviews for pretty much everywhere else. Uh, it is in shops Friday morning and online as we speak to you. Uh, some early notice next week. It's all happening a day early for Easter. So uh, the paper will be in shops on Thursday uh, in Easter week, which is obviously just as well given that most shops are closed on Friday and it will be online Wednesday afternoon and indeed our podcast, unless we're uh, completely exhausted from what is always a fairly tough Wednesday. It should be online probably a bit later, but uh, sometime on Wednesday. We will talk to you then, listeners. Until then, have a great weekend. Back plenty of winners.